Have you ever thought about going on Young Life staff? I mean, what does the process even look like? If you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior, where do you begin? Should you talk to your area director? Should you wait? When do you even apply? I mean, there are so many questions we want answers to when it comes to Young Life staff. Well, this episode is a two-part episode with Ashley Flowers, who's the assistant regional director in the Carolinas regions, which covers North and South Carolina. In this interview, we're going to talk about what are qualities that make good Young Life staff. Maybe what are some misconceptions people have when it comes to Young Life staff? And how do you pray and discern your calling to full-time ministry? Ashley is going to give us some of her insight on this episode of the Young Life Midlands podcast. Ashley Flowers, welcome to the Young Life Midlands podcast. So excited. Um, Hey, how about would you introduce yourself and tell us kind of how you got involved with Young Life and what your role with Young Life is right now. Sure. Thanks, Alex. I uh, graduated from Ohio State in 2006, and then um, I was working for a church at the time, and I loved the opportunity to not only minister to high school kids through being a volunteer leader, but also began to do sort of whole family ministry by working for the church. And, um, and it just so happened that in 2007, I came on Young Life staff about a year after college. I um, was beginning to feel like I wasn't getting to do um, enough of what I was passionate about, which was really going and being with people. And, and uh, my role inside the church just began to be more and more administrative. And so I uh, joined the Young Life staff in 2007. I moved all the way down to North Carolina. That was about an eight-hour um, distance from home. And uh, so I was in Lake Norman, North Carolina. started out on staff. And um, in a couple of years, I became the area director there and uh, stayed until 2015. Moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina, not very far away from Lake Norman where I was, and I joined the regional team there as the associate regional director. And currently, in 2018, um, I'm still an associate regional director. I work part-time now for Young Life. I've got a daughter, and so that allows me to spend some time with her. Um, And primarily, I function in hiring staff people and training staff people. Um, as well as just helping to facilitate operations within the region. And I'm also still a Young Life leader at Charlotte Country Day High School. Go Buccaneers! Well, working with like Davidson students and being at Ohio State when you were a leader, what are things when you were in college that led you go, I want to do ministry in particular? Like, I think Young Life ministry is something I would be like interested or called to do. Like anything in college that led you to go, this would be fun. So honestly, Young Life staff was not on my radar at all, but I knew that I wanted the lost to be found and for the dead to come alive. And my freshman year, I was at Ohio State and I lived on a hall. There was 25 girls, 25 guys. The elevators kind of split it in half, guys on one side, girls on the other. And I had probably the best conversations I'd ever had with other people, you know, other peers about Jesus. And so it really started then and there. My sophomore year, a lot of my friends started living together in different Young Life houses. We'd all become Young Life leaders in our freshman year of college, but I decided to become an RA. And so my sophomore year of college, I was an RA because I just said, I can't not be a part of what happens to someone their freshman year of college. Um, 
and it was an incredible year, really hard, because I was an RA and a Young Life leader, so I literally had zero time that wasn't spent in those uh, two communities. But I just knew kind of right then and there, like there was something inside of me that loved being with people, listening to their story, and then giving them the hope of Jesus. Um, I loved having to depend on the Lord for that. To, uh, I mean, that's not something, like when you think about incredible evangelists or you think of a Young Life staff person that you really admire, they are not doing that out of their own competency. I'm hoping and praying they're doing that out of relying on the Lord. And so um, I loved almost this fear and trembling of walking with Jesus, having to be so scared to talk to somebody about my faith or about their life, but doing it anyways. And so I did that. And then um, really my junior year, I started working for the church that I myself was going to. I just, I needed a part-time job because college kids are poor and my parents weren't bankrolling me. And so I I had a part-time job working at the hospital. And then when this job opened up at my church, I was like, this is the best, you know, and we like prayed together in the morning. I mean, it was a very cool experience. And um, I planned to just stay working for the church. My idea of people on Young Life staff, and maybe some of your listeners feel this way, is I thought maybe I would be lonely if I went on Young Life staff. Um, I thought maybe I'd be single because as a woman, I thought being a woman in a ministry where you have to do so much upfront leading, that just seems like a very intimidating woman. And I really um, liked dating and I liked the idea of getting married. And so I saw a lot of the women that were on staff around me and I just was like, I don't know. And so I wanted to stay working in the church because I thought I was getting to do everything I wanted to do. And then it was actually somebody coming alongside of me to say, you should be doing this thing. You should be doing Young Life. This is what you do even when it's not a title. You um, are a natural leader of leaders. And so it's not just that you love high school kids, but that you can stand in a room full of adults and lead them, even if it's, hey, we're going in this direction, like walk this way down the road and you're gonna see the Young Life House on the right, you know? And they just said like, this is what you do. You need to be doing this. Who was that person, by the way? So two people, Rob Crocker, we call him Croc. Um, He always, I got to lead with him while I was in college in, in Dublin, Ohio. And he just was always an encourager of me but high uh, support and high challenge. We call them CPAs, crock pull asides, uh, all the time when you're with them. Hey, hey, Ashley, come over here. And he, one, makes sure that you have a reconciled relationship with him, that he wants to make sure the two of you guys are on, on this great page. He prays with you right then and there, but then he is not afraid to say, hey, what if you thought about doing it this way? Or what if you tried this? And so he was somebody who always really believed in me being in full-time ministry, primarily in Young Life. Um, he also went to the church that I was a part of, too. Um, Do you have in that one memorable crockpool side? Oh, I can remember times rolling my eyes. Like, I was, I was not always humble enough to receive it. And I look back now... Um, I mean, Croc would leave me voicemails where he just was praying for me. And... Um, like... 
in the voicemail was Yeah, he just you. would call and he'd be like, Lord, like not even like, hey, Ashley, hope it's going right. He's <laughs> like, Lord, I just want to pray for my friend Ashley. And then I'd be like, amen, click. <laughs> and I, I mean, I would save those voicemails, like on my flip phone. I would save those voicemails forever. <laughs> and raise your Motorola. So, yeah, there would even be moments where it was like I would be at his house and um, he would coach me backing out of the driveway. Because he also was just a dad. You know, he'd be like, beep, beep, beep. You know, he used his hand to wave me back so I didn't hit any cars that were in the, and I'd be like, crack, I know how to drive my car. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> But all along, like, he just was being a good friend, being somebody who believed in me. The other person was Steve Gardner. He was our metro director while I was in college. And honestly, we didn't have much of a relationship. I was the team leader at the school that I was leading. And so he knew me, you know, basically just in, we would meet every once in a while. And um, so he had moved down to North Carolina to take a role right when I graduated college in Young Life. And I was still working for the church. And he called me faithfully for an entire year and said, hey, I have this opening for a job. Every single time I float the idea of this opening out to people, they just keep saying your name, that you should be the one. But they go, oh, she'll never take it because she's doing this church job. And so Steve called me about after the fourth time. He'd call me every couple months. And he'd say, have you even prayed about this? And I was like, no. And he was like, I want you to pray about this for two weeks. And I'm going to call you again. And I just, he's like, if, if it's still a no, then I'll leave you alone. Called him after two weeks. And I said, hey, I'm willing to take the next step, whatever it looks like. Do I come down? Do I visit? What do I do? We were at a Rockbridge leader weekend um, around Memorial Day. We all headed to the Young Life Camp in Virginia called Rockbridge. He drove from North Carolina to Rockbridge, picked me up, and drove me back to North Carolina, dropped me in an area, and this is going further than what you asked for, but he dropped me in Lake Norman. In my head, I was thinking there would be palm trees. It was the Carolinas. I just, that was my <laughs> expectation. I was like, this will feel like I'm on vacation. And um, there was like a Target like there, I mean, it was like, it was so normal. Mm. Like there was nothing fancy about it. And um, I met a lot of people. I was scared out of my mind. And then I am sitting in the hotel room by myself. And I felt like the Lord, not in an audible voice, but in just this absolute, the Lord convincing me, maybe from my gut, saying, if you don't do this, I'm not sure you're being obedient. And I just go, Lord, like, what if it makes me the loneliest person? What if I never get married? What if I miss my family? What if I'm bad at this? And the Lord just was like, you've trusted me so far. And so um, I went back, and uh, the air director was like, she'll never take this job. I called them, and I was like, I mean, I'll take the job if you want me to. <laughs> I came down, scared of my mind, and I mean, I'm, it's the best decision I've ever made, but. It's funny when you talk about, because I, I feel like sometimes we say, hey, I want you to pray about it, and part of me goes like, what does that entail? Like, am I praying for, like, some magical sign to be revealed? Am yeah, I praying? shooting star. Yeah, that's, right? That's so, <laughs> when you prayed for two weeks, what, what were you asking the Lord? Like, what came to the point of, like, all right, Lord. Like, was it a sign? Was it something where you're like, all right, like you said, like, I just feel like I need to be obedient. Like, what were you exactly praying for in that, if you, were, if you remember? 
Yeah, I think because um, I do this all the time. You know, it's the Lord, not my will, but yours. Lord, what is my will right now that's out of fear? Like, what am I holding on to so tightly? And it's honestly just looking at, you know, what do I have a tight grip on right now? And honestly, it would probably take a full week of just realizing what my hands are gripped so tightly around that I'm so afraid of. And then once you get to that point, wrestling with the Lord, where you just go full trust, God, no fear, full trust, I'm listening. Then I think it is just spending time just listening and, and then confirming what you feel like bubbles up. You know, if the Lord's going to you, hey, but what if you did this? And I don't think it's, you know, for some people, maybe they have different gifts, you know, um, but I think it comes out of the marathon of your own relationship with Jesus. If I haven't spent quality, intimate time with the Lord for a month, and then I am like, okay, Lord, it's time to make some decisions. Here's the five decisions we need to make. Go. And you've got about 30 minutes before I start texting, you know, or start flipping through social media. I mean, I, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I honestly would think it's just this marathon of you building up your own language with how you hear from the Lord. Um, but for me, it really is just this self-examination of stripping away my fear, my insecurities, my own agenda, my own plans. And then once I've put all of that to the side and just have this posture of saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I just kind of wait to see what bubbles up. And maybe I'll even ask a friend, hey, this is what I feel like the Lord said. Could you see me doing that? Hmm. Or is this when you hear me really passionate about something, what is it? Or when you see me get really excited, what is it? I, I am somebody who does show excitement. I am somebody who does show boredom. And so it's easy for people to tell what I get excited about. My husband is like so incredibly steady. Like there's not much range in his emotions. So you got to really know him to know <laughs> what's driving him. Okay. Well, even on that, when it comes to prayer, I feel like there's these misconceptions. Young life staff before you're on your life staff, you're like, what do you do? Do you guys just like plan skit games and talks or, you know, like there's this idea when you're in college, like what does young life staff do? It's like, what would you say are just misconceptions that people have about being on your life staff? We just go to lunch and not necessarily at the school. Like we're just at like Chipotle mm. all day, every day. <laughs> we get coffee a lot. We like work out at the Y often. Um, we just like hang out with our families all day long. We hang out in school parking lots, just being like super awkward. Misconceptions. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I hit any of the, the good ones there. Yeah, I feel like maybe sometimes it feels like, oh, like on young, you're just a, you're just paid to do be a young life leader now. Yes. And you're like, oh. You go on Young Life Staff, you're like, I wish I was just a Young Life leader. If I could just think about one school and yes. one campaigner group, you yeah. know? Sometimes when people say, I really want to go on Young Life Staff, I just, I can't see myself never, you know, leading again. And I said, do you love being a volunteer leader? And they're like, I just love it. And I said, great, continue being a volunteer leader for the rest of your life. And that would be the greatest gift to this mission. 
there's so many other things that we do on Young Life staff besides being a Young Life leader. And I hope people on Young Life staff remain, you know, um, in it with kids, you know, forever and always. But there's so many other things that um, are part of this job other than just going and, and being with kids at a school and discipling them. Um, and so my hope is that every area has the 50-year-olds who are volunteer leaders who have been leading for 20-some years. Mm. We need more people like that. Well, what would you say are, you know, if trying to understand, am I a good leader versus a good staff person? What are good qualities um, that, you, like, that you'd say in the Carolinas region we look for in hiring someone to be on staff? So um, I got a bunch of C words for Ooh, you. Okay, Young Life loves the C word, so it works. <laughs> we do. Uh, we look for character, and I'll go back to them, uh, competency, chemistry, and calling. And so with character, what I'm really looking for is, is this someone that I can trust? Are they loyal? Do they have um, high integrity? Um, in Young Life, you have to operate um, on your own. Your supervisor is not hand or holding your hand all the time. You operate very independently. And so can I trust you um, with the finances, with the freedom of schedule, with um, relationships with adults, with relationships with kids? Are you going to be somebody in your community that people gravitate to because they can simply trust you? Are you consistent? Are you faithful with really small things? And that way we can trust you with really big things. Um, with competency, I am wanting to know, have you done um, on some scale the things in your past with, um, with some quality? Um, that I'm going to ask you to do in the future. So in your time of being a volunteer leader, have you done some of these things? Have you led a kid to Christ who um, was never a part of Young Life? And so not necessarily a kid that you just met at club, but a kid that you met on your own in your time up at the school, maybe a friend of a campaigner kid, or maybe mm. just you were going to soccer practices consistently. You made a relationship with a kid on the soccer team, and somehow you were able to cross that bridge where they started coming to Young Life things, and you used Young Life as a tool to share Christ with them. And now you've seen them not only come to know Christ, but that person is now um, influencing others to come closer to Christ. And so um, things like that. Have you um, led things beyond just being a typical young life leader? Are you, have you been a team leader? Have you um, worked with committee? Do you have relationships with your kids' parents? In not just if you're a wildlife leader, but even if you are a young life college leader, you know, have you um, made efforts to build relationships with um, adults in your community? There's so many things that we ask of you to be um, already equipped with when you come on Young Life staff. And so I really want to see that in somebody prior to them coming on Young Life staff. Have you shown a level of competency in these things? Um, with calling, being a missionary, which is what I believe we are on Young Life staff, uh, it can be challenging, it can be lonely, it can also be the world's greatest job. And so you've got to be able to ride this wave of 
some really high highs and then some times where it just feels like a plateau. And so I need to be convinced that you're trusting God that this is what you're supposed to be doing. God probably didn't write you an email and sign his name at the bottom of it saying you are supposed to go on Young Life staff. But I want to know that you want to be a minister of the gospel and that you want to use Young Life as the tool for right now. My hope is that you want to tell me that you want to share the gospel with people for the rest of your life. And in this season of time, you think Young Life is your greatest you know, opportunity to do that. Um, and I feel like in that, I love that it's when you get hired, it's like, you know, you have this kind of three years of going through being a staff associate, trying to affirm, like, is this my calling? Because I think, I think it was Tim Keller when he, got, when he was realizing, hey, am I called to New York City? And people asked him, like, are you called? He goes, I don't know. He's like, well, what? He's like, I just went. And if I went, I realized if I go and the Lord kind of affirms it and he just kind of keeps growing some things or challenging me and I'm growing, he goes, I realized then I was called to it. And if it wasn't, then I realized it was going to fail miserably and realize it going to something else. He's like, but unless I do it, you don't, you don't know. Right. Um, and I think that's part of Young Life Staff. It's like, all right, the first maybe, you know, two C's, then going, all right, I'm, I want to give this a shot. I feel like the Lord is calling me to do this. And there's like this affirmation after three years going, yeah, it's hard, but there's good stuff that I love to do. Absolutely. The last thing is the chemistry piece, which is really... Um, how well do you get along with other people? Not just do um, the people you minister to like, do they like you, you know, high school, middle school, college age kids, but do your peers enjoy you? Like, do you make friends easily and are you loyal in those relationships? And then also, um, do people like the way that you lead? Are you a servant leader? Are you somebody that is, that your yes is your yes and your no is your no, uh, that you take ownership when uh, things have messed up and maybe it's not even your fault, but you're willing to really own it. There's, uh, in Young Life, we are asked to lead all the time in our job. We are forever initiators. We're gonna start every conversation. We're going to start every meeting. Mm -hmm. We are constantly initiating and leading. And some people have not honed their craft of leadership. And you're gonna do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. But to jump into Young Life staff, you've gotta have the chemistry where people believe in you as a leader and that they wanna follow you, follow you. So a great question to ask yourself is, who's following me? If there's no one following you, then maybe that's something to work on prior to applying to Young Life staff. Because we're not going to just, we need to start from, from a pretty high bar. Yeah. That's a great, so in a segue with that is, if you are a volunteer leader, what would be some good questions to maybe ask your area director or someone who's on staff in your area? Um, hey, you're getting ready, you say, I want to go into Young Life staff. What do you think are things I should be working on? Like, what are just some good questions you feel like you, if you want to apply to staff, that you would ask your area director or staff person in your area? I think the first thing is really just telling them, hey, I aspire to go on Young Life staff. Will you coach me to get there? And what you're really doing is you are giving them an open door to say some challenging things and also giving them an open door to include you into some things that maybe they wouldn't include any volunteer leader. 
you know. So particularly, you know, if we're talking about in Colombia, um, there's a lot of leaders, there's, you know, a lot of young life going on. And so if your staff does not know that you have this interest, you might feel a little bit behind in the process when it comes to actually applying because they simply didn't know. Hopefully they're going to shoulder tap you along the way and say, hey, I really believe in you. But some of us are quieter than others. And to come on Young Life staff, you do not have to be the loudest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You got to have some really strong leadership. But loudness usually is not a very great leader, honestly. Yeah. And I'm someone who's loud. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not a great leader. <laughs> um, and so things that, you know, they would want to ask their um, area director or, you know, whoever, maybe their team leader um, is, hey, how could I get around more adults? I want to be comfortable around adults. I want to have even time where I've spoken in front of adults. Maybe you share your testimony at a committee meeting. Maybe that is um, a, maybe you design a meeting for your school that is a pre-summer camp or free, uh, a pre-fall uh, weekend or you know whenever your school goes mm-hmm. on weekend camping to just have a meeting for adults. Maybe no other school in your entire area does this, but you host a meeting that you run after maybe practicing it through with a staff person that helps parents know who the leaders are and what Young Life is and what this trip is gonna be about. Um, or you know, uh, maybe you do something after Young Life Camp where you can share with parents what their student has experienced. Um, maybe it is just going out of your comfort zone when you're doing regular contact work. Maybe you're at the school for a game and it is just helping to develop more and more confidence being with adults. And the reason why I'm harping adults is um, Young Life staff spends a lot of time with adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be the safest adult in our communities, both for kids and for parents. We really work hard at building relationships with parents so that way they fully trust um, who we are and what we are doing in our relationships with their children. Um, Also, in order to raise money in our area, we rely on adults in the community um, as well as um, other people who are in ministry in in our community. We want to feel comfortable connecting with pastors, youth pastors, um, people in in our community. So working with adults would be something I'd really uh, advocate for um, getting some experience while you um, are volunteering with Young Life. As well as, um, I think I mentioned before, getting the experience of meeting kids outside of the context of Young Life Mm -hmm. and being able to cross the bridge with them to bring them um, into a discipleship relationship. Um, That's something that is going to be something that if I'm interviewing you, I just want to hear story after story after story of kids that you have gotten to know, um, how they've come to know Christ, how you've played a role in that, um, how Young Life has played a role in that. Well, thanks for listening to part one of my interview with Ashley Flowers about what does it look like to go on staff in the Carolinas region. Stay tuned till next week when we dive into What does the actual timeline look like? Do you apply in November or December? When do you actually go in for an interview? What does the application process look like? 
Ashley even throws in a little freebie that if you're looking to go on staff, would be really good to know, especially if you're in college. And if you're interested in applying to be on staff in the Carolinas region, information will be in the show notes. We'll see you next time.